so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever you're doing right now, whether you're listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube, I really want to thank the people who have subscribed on YouTube, especially because I'm growing that channel. And if you're watching, thank you very much. But whatever it is, however you're listening, I appreciate you making this show part of your daily routine. I am John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for the Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that will make a great gift for your dad for Father's Day or for anybody that's a Celtics fan for a birthday or just for the fun of it. I picked 12 people, 12 players, two at each position, two wild cards, two coaches to make up the all-time Boston Celtics All-Star team. So please buy that book for $30, signed however you want it signed, at johncorrales.com. So however you want it signed, within reason, obviously. Uh, 30 bucks domestic shipping. Uh, I'll ship it somewhere else for whatever else it costs to go to your home country. I've done that a few times. I'll work with you. Uh, appreciate you all ordering the book. Today, I'm looking at internal improvement for the Boston Celtics. Players that can potentially improve and help this team win next season and be bigger contributors and really kind of give the Celtics pluses where there weren't pluses last season. And that's going to be an interesting kind of place where the Celtics could see some real, real help without having to rely on making, you know, whatever return the Celtics get on whichever trades they make without having to rely on, the $11 million left on the Hayward traded player exception without having to rely on other exceptions to the cap. So uh, there are a few candidates and two that I'm looking at in particular. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. There are two players on this roster that have the potential to be difference makers from last season that really didn't give much last season. And they are Aaron Neesmith and Romeo Langford. Those are the guys that could be the two most important players on the team, knowing full well that that's not exactly, uh, we're talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as obviously the two best players on the team. And they are obviously the two most important players in that sense. But you know how we talk about, there's the most valuable, and then there's the most important, right? Like the distinction between your two obvious best players, Tatum and Brown, and the most important guys on the team. Those guys that when 
they step up and make a huge contribution, they can be they can be the difference between your team running like a weld oil machine or your team just really relying heavily on Tatum and Brown. So I think it's pretty obvious that Aaron Neesmith and Romeo Langford could be gigantic difference makers for this team. Now, Romeo Langford is a guy that when I mention this, people say, oh, he's a bust. There are people who are completely out on Romeo Langford. So I will lay out the case like this. Romeo, in his rookie year, suffered a lot of injuries, and we never got a chance to see full Romeo Langford. The last injury that he suffered in his rookie year was the wrist injury that cost him the the playoffs, and that lingered into, obviously, most of this season. Now remember, the short turnaround started the season at the end of December, instead of in January or February, like they had been discussing. If that had been the case, then Romeo Langford would not have missed as much time as he would have missed. Just I'm just talking about from the wrist surgery. He was ready to come back in March. So he might have missed the beginning, the first month of the season. I want to ask you this. Let's, uh, obviously there's COVID here, but I'm, I want to, I just want to put the COVID thing aside for a second. If Romeo Langford had only missed the first month of the season rather than being out until the all-star break, how would your perception of that had changed? If everything was the same and Romeo Langford was due to come back a month into the season, would you have felt the same way? Would you have the same negativity towards him? Now, on top of that, as soon as he was ready to come back, he got COVID and that makes things even worse. But I feel like he missed so much of the season and then he got COVID and then that took him well into the last basically month of the season and it cost him his whole season, his whole, basically the whole year. He really didn't have a lot of time to do anything with the Celtics. And even so his last month or so the the April he he got better. He he definitely had a a noticeable uh improvement at the end of the season. I think that it's it's fair to say that Romeo was noticeably better. It's hard to take a guy who basically lost his rookie season, the short turnaround changed the entire dynamic of his return, and then as soon as he's ready to come back he plays with COVID, and now he's going to play with the COVID side effects until he clears his head of those. And then, th- then what? Then what opportunity does he have? So it's been tough on Romeo Langford. But I will say that in those brief windows of health, he has shown the glimpses, the flashes of a guy who can defend, a guy who's active, a guy who's got good instincts. And his biggest challenge is staying healthy. Can he stay healthy enough for the Boston Celtics to get the minutes, to get the preseason, to get into those rotations, to get a full offseason? Can he stay healthy from now until summer league? Can he go through that week of summer league? Can he go through a, a training camp and be healthy? If he can, then there's a 
good chance, I'm not saying it's probable, but there's a good chance that we're going to see a vastly improved Romeo Langford. He has the tools. He's big enough. He's long enough. He's quick enough. He's got the tools to be the type of player the Celtics need. Up next, a look at Aaron Neesmith and another guy who has the potential along with Romeo Langford and what both of them together could mean for the Celtics. It's time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And since obviously the Celtics are not playing right now, I'm going to use the MVP award, which just went to Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets to give the Ultra Player of the Week to Boston's MVP, Jason Tatum, who just, I think, you know, did not get a single vote this year in the MVP voting. So no Celtics got any, not even a one fifth place vote, nothing. But next year, I think giving Jason Tatum a, I think a good chance. I'm giving Jason Tatum a good chance at getting some real MVP votes next year. Now, obviously we watch Jason Tatum with a lot of joy and happiness. And we know that Michelob Ultra with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories is uh, all about joy and happiness. And we know that enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And we're going to enjoy Jason Tatum the entire season uh, next year. He is ready to elevate his game to that next level, I believe. And so with that, I'm giving Jason Tatum this week's Ultra Player of the Week and calling it the Ultra Player of the Year. Join me on Locker Room on Fridays. Locker Room is uh, sponsoring this show. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. Free to download. Hop on in. It's basically like sports talk radio on your phone that you can just hop in. I create the room. You'll get notified. Follow me on Locker Room at John Corrales. You uh, hop on in. If you want to talk, you ask to come on stage. I bring you on. We have a little chat. If you don't want to talk, you can hop into the chat room debate stuff with one another based on the conversation that's being had. It's uh, it's a great way to spend about an hour with me. It's about how long I go. And and just chat. You want to hop on? Sometimes I'll put something in the podcast. Sometimes it's just like a bonus podcast. So download the free Locker Room app. It's currently available on all iOS devices. They have an Android app that's in beta. So check that out. And be sure to create a, a profile, link to Twitter, join the NBA group for latest league updates. Follow me again. I'm at John Corrales to be notified when my room goes live. It's generally on Fridays. I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning again to be live Friday afternoon, depending on what's going on here uh, with the Celtics and in the NBA. So can't wait to hear what you got to say. Your thoughts on the Celtics. I'll see you there. Locker room is changing the way we talk about sports. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And one thing I am watching for is how the L.A. Clippers do in, in their next series, because if they fall out, that makes... The Kemba trade I was talking about yesterday, really much more likely. Can they, can the Celtics make a deal with the Clippers? Will the Clippers be looking to make a shakeup if they lose in this second round? I'm watching that on the road to the finals. I talked a little bit about Romeo Langford. Now, Aaron Neesmith, 
understandable for for him to have struggled early, a rookie who was hurt at the beginning of the season, at the, at the beginning of the year, uh, coming into the draft, he had he had missed basically the entire calendar year, so he missed the end of his his, his second college season. He had limited time. He shot like I mean a sniper, as he would call himself. He shot tremendously well, missed a lot of time, came in, uh, struggled at first. You saw at the end, you saw how much energy he played with. When we talk about the game slowing down for guys, think about how much energy he was playing with and how much slowing down actually helped him. The game slowing down actually helped him because that energy that he plays with, that was a little frantic, right? So that that energy, we needed to like refocus it, not, not bring it down, just refocus it, kind of channel it. It's like... Um, it's like when you get one of those those mag lights. You know when you're twisting the mag light and it's you twist it one way and it's like bright like this and you twist it this way and you kind of refocus it. You know, or like a hose when you you twist it a little bit and it shoots that that stream out. That's what they're that, that's what we're looking at with Aaron Neesmith. At the beginning it was just everywhere. But now it's it's a little more focused. Again with a full off season with the summer league, with with homework from the team, and hopefully a directive from whom, whichever new coach comes along, Neesmith will have his opportunity. He showed us he has the ability to defend. He has the ability to run out in transition. He can obviously shoot. His the the last two months, April and May, his true shooting percentage was up over sixty, which is which is good. His usage rate was up over 15. So to have that, that true shooting percentage up over 60 with uh, his usage up over 15, that's, that's a good sign that as you bump up his usage, the, the efficiency can still be there. And we're looking now at both Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith as potential 3 and D guys, maybe a little bit more. Now we're asking for improvement here, linear improvement, which is tough. You're not always going to get that. There, but I I think that this past season was just so bad for them that the comfort level, the time to prepare, the full off season, if they stay healthy and do their work and all of that, then I feel like the improvement is going to be there. A strong level of improvement uh, for the Celtics, uh, for these guys. And what does that mean? If these guys can step up, if they can be true three and D guys, or maybe a little bit more, what do we have here? If one of them can ascend to being a starter, we've seen Romeo Langford start. Can he, can, can you get Romeo Langford in there as a starter, as a defensive starter with the ability to hit threes? Or do you start Aaron Neesmith and have Romeo come off the bench? The reason I even suggest this, and I'm just saying if, I'm not saying yes, they will be. I'm saying if they can rise to the level of a, a starter, you have Tatum, who's your MVP level guy. You have Brown, who is your number two guy, can be a number one guy on some nights. You have, I'm assuming, Robert Williams. Now, he's an entirely different conversation, and if he can stay healthy, let's, let's just assume for the sake of this conversation that Robert Williams has risen to Celtics starting center, and we're looking at, okay, 
That's those three are definites. Now, however, Kemba Walker pans out, let's say you go Marcus Smart as your starting point guard. Let's just say Kemba's been traded and Marcus Smart's your starting point guard. Who's that another that that next starter? If you've re-signed Evan Fournier, is Evan Fournier going to come off the bench for you? Can he anchor a bench unit and you start Neesmith or Romeo Langford? Okay, why? First of all, I like a guy in a starting unit like that 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 can have a specific role that isn't going to take too much of the the usage away from these other guys. You know that Rob's going to get his lobs and do his thing. You know that Tatum and Brown obviously are going to do their thing. Marcus Smart's going to be able to drive. He's going to hit some shots, and he he's going to you hopefully not try to do too much. And if it's Neesmith or Langford in that starting unit, you not only have a guy who, in the wake of everything else, can catch and shoot, but if they if they rise to that level of starter level player, if that guy can now defend the best or second best wing, and Marcus Smart can defend the best or second best perimeter player. Now you're not counting on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to also be guarding the best defensive players. And I think that's a huge difference for those guys, because if you can take some of that defensive load off of them, then they can be the passing lane kind of waiting as like free safety type of guys. We saw Jason Tatum do that two seasons ago to perfection. Jalen Brown can play. Uh, he actually, this past season, was was pretty good in that role. Getting those guys a little bit off of the individual have to guard you know, a tough assignment every night. Let them focus more of their energy on the offense. Get out there into transition. Get the tip. Get out there. Uh, lead the break. That can lead to easy baskets. If Neesmith or Langford can rise up to that level... You're taking pressure off of Tatum and Brown, and now they can do something else and save their energy for what they really, really do best while still being tremendous team defenders. That can be, if you look at it, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and one of those two guys rising to the level of of that level of defense, that guy can make this Celtics team one hell of a defensive team. Then, if you bring back Evan Fournier in this situation and you have the other guy on the bench, you now sub in Fournier for, let's say, Tatum. And I would say Brad Stevens normally did this. We'll see if the new coach does this. But just using last season's formula, Tatum gets the sub out at the six-minute mark. Fournier comes in with the other guy, Langford or Neesmith, and you sit Tatum and one of those guys down, boom. You Now you, you have the, po- the possibility of getting one of those guys on the floor all the time. A young, switchable, 3 and D kind of guy on the floor at all times. That's a huge development. That would be a gigantic development. So you've got a guy who can hit shots. You've got a guy who can get out in transition. You've got a guy who can defend and just don't worry about how much he has to work. Just put him on there and dog the other team's best perimeter player or second best perimeter player. When you've got Marcus Smart, he can do, you know, you split those duties. That can be really potentially, potentially in a best case scenario, really, really good. And that's why I say these guys could be so important. They could be the most important guys because 
you take them off and, or if they don't rise to that level, now you've got to figure something else out. Now you start Fournier and your bench gets weaker. Now you rely on Tatum or Brown to, to defend a tougher assignment and they're going to be more tired. And so individually, these other guys are obviously more important, but if Neesmith and Langford can rise up to the level that I think is possible. And again, this off season talk is always so pie in the sky. I understand that off season talk is always best case scenarios. And we're all imagining and daydreaming and, and all this great stuff, but it's all about the ifs. And I don't think I'm asking too much because Langford and, and Neesmith have shown the ability to defend already. Neesmith especially has shown the ability to shoot. Romeo definitely needs to prove that he can stay healthy and needs to make sure that that shot is more consistent. But it's I'm not asking them to become something that they haven't already been to some degree. Just ask them to be a little bit better at those spots. And there's one more reason. One more reason for these two guys especially to, if, this, if they get to that level, it'd be super, super important. That is coming up next. You might have seen guys on the sidelines in the NBA using one of those percussive devices to kind of work through some of the soreness on their legs. That's uh, a Theragun is is exactly that kind of device, a handheld percussive therapy device that releases the deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Look, you don't have to be one of these superstar NBA players. You could be somebody like me, who is is a little older, who's been a little bit of a weekend warrior now. Those I know that that soreness sticks around a little bit longer. You can definitely work through that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever it is, if you're working out, maybe you're just stressed out from everyday life, you can go and pick up yourself a Theragun. It's trusted by 250 professional sports athletes like Real Madrid, uh, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria, Shar- Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, customers as well. Go try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Bet online, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can bet on these NBA games. You can bet in the middle of these NBA games. Whatever other sports are out there, American sports, international sports. Go to bet online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out sports news, sign up bonuses, contest information. You can use the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, whatever you deposit, 200 bucks with the promo code locked on. If that's your first deposit, boom, $100 50, uh, is your welcome bonus. That's your 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. As teams make their deep playoff runs, you can get in on the action. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So I've been big on the improvement on Neesmith or uh, uh, Romeo Langford, those guys. 
I haven't talked much about Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. Um, I think those those guys developing obviously is important, but to a little bit of a lesser degree. I think my focus is on Neesmith and Langford, especially because they they have the potential to fill major roles that are necessary across the NBA. Now, Grant Williams, of course, needs to grow. He needs to spend his offseason learning how to defend out on the perimeter. He needs to work on lateral quickness. He needs to work on uh, his just improved fundamentals. He needs to be a little bit more than just a guy who can play small ball five. Now, of course, on offense, he's done a pretty good job. He's he's picked up some things. Uh, he's His three-point shooting has improved. He He's learned a little bit of when to uh, fake the dribble handoff and attack the basket, although he hasn't defended that particular move well. He just needs to get better defending on the perimeter, and and he could be very, very useful. That, that will be a, a nice development for the Celtics. Peyton Pritchard, I think, has has shown a lot. He is certainly uh, a guy who, you know, he's a little too small and that's going to be an issue in certain lineups. We have to watch out for him being targeted in certain lineups, but his ability to shoot is obviously going to make him very dangerous. He has very good vision. I don't think that he's going to be a starting caliber point guard, but who knows? He could develop into one. Uh, I think he could be a very good backup and depending on how things go, uh, I do think that Marcus Smart will be the starting point guard. That's an entirely different podcast and conversation that I will get to in short order for sure. But I'm really focused on Neesmith and Langford uh, for, for I think, I think are obvious reasons. And, and on top of the, okay, so both of these guys develop and you have two guys that can be these three and D or, or potentially more type of guys if they both develop and they they do what I think they can do, possibly, then, then you have a, a problem of what might be a minutes crunch. Now, I have no problem splitting the time between them. 24 minutes for one, 24 minutes for the other. Maybe if one guy's got it going, he plays 30. The other guy plays a little less. Maybe, maybe they can both get a little bit more time, and that gives you an opportunity to Hey, maybe you get Jalen Brown a couple extra minutes on the bench. Maybe you steal a couple minutes here or there. If one of those guys has it really going, if Neesmith's on a heater, then maybe you can say, wow, we, we were able to sit Jason Tatum for an extra three minutes in this game. That, that's opportunities are certainly available for that. Uh, you, you can cut into anybody else's minutes if, if need be. Uh, and it would be great insurance in case there's an injury. Because this Celtics team, there's always injuries. However, if yesterday's podcast, I've been talking about potential trades. If Brad Stevens is going to be looking to make a potential blockbuster, then he's going to need, he's going to need guys to trade. Now, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, I talked about the possibility of creating trade exceptions with Kemba Walker, maybe with, maybe with Evan Fournier in a certain scenario and using those trade exceptions to acquire the potential trade pieces that could be part of a bigger deal for a Bradley Beal type, the you know the Bradley Beal type that everybody wants in the NBA. It would be amazing for the Celtics if Aaron Neesmith or Romeo Langford or both actually, if both could ascend to a level where there is some level of duplication. Because now you can turn around and say, "Hey, we'll part with one of these guys 
and you see what he can do in 24 minutes, imagine what he can do in 34 minutes for you, how impactful he could be for you. And you can still use one of those guys. You can say, no, we're, we're keeping one. You pick one. We're going to keep the other one. And that, you know, we've got all these other guys for you and, and picks and all of that other stuff. That would be huge because one of those guys would be great. And if you're trading a package that allows you to keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and put Bradley Beal in that mix, then now, now you're cooking. Now you're, you're competing with Brooklyn. Now you're competing with the uh, elite. Now you're a contender. And it'll be interesting to see how those three fit, if it's possible. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Is it possible for the Celtics to get Bradley Beal without giving up Jalen Brown? I don't know. If they can give up enough picks, and if they have enough young talent here that has shown itself to be worthy, you could put a package together, maybe. 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 It's hard to, it's hard to really see it coming through. It's hard for me to see a, a, a way to get Bradley Beal without giving up Jalen Brown, which would make it difficult to 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 make a deal like that. Because, but whatever. That's that's an entirely different story. If a guy like Neesmith or Langford can raise their game, and whatever other package of picks young players can turn into a deal that's that's palatable enough, then. Maybe, but if it's not for Bradley Beal, whatever, if one of these guys is good enough where he could be something that, that makes a deal get done versus not get done. And I know I keep throwing out the big names, but maybe it's not a big name. Maybe it's just, just necessary help that, that is bigger than what these guys provide. Who knows what the deal is? We don't know what's out there, but their development is going to be a huge part in potentially getting a deal like that done. Again, getting a deal done versus not getting a deal done and keeping one of those guys to still be the type of help that this team needs. I think aside from the Kemba Walker question and the Evan Fournier question, the development of these two guys might be the, what, third most important thing for this summer, for this particular summer. It it could be easily. It's up there. It's more important than people have really given it credit for. Um, and I think, I think it can be a real difference maker for the Boston Celtics. So I've written about this on Boston Sports Journal. And you get some, some of the numbers in there as well. Whenever I write about a topic on and I do a podcast about it, it's supposed to be like a complimentary thing. There's stuff in, that I wrote about that I didn't podcast about, vice versa. So check me out on Boston Sports Journal. Obviously, if you're not a subscriber, if you're new to the podcast, I would love for you to subscribe, whether you want to listen to the show or subscribe on the YouTube channel. That'd be huge. Really appreciate that. And I would really appreciate you sharing the podcast and telling your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.